0: You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Season 8 Drabbles by Lindsay Bones, on AO3. Chapter 8 Agnosco. I've been so stupid, so naive, she sighed as she hung onto the edge of the kitchen sink. The cool porcelain felt like it might crumble under her hands. What are we talking about here, Scully? You'd like me to tell my child that you went down swinging? Look, that was just... I didn't... I didn't mean anything by it. It's fine. I'm fine. I just... I can't believe how long it took me to figure it out. He rises from the kitchen table and draws up close to her back. Every muscle in her body looks like it's gone rigid. Figure out what? Why you said yes to helping me get pregnant. Why you said all those things before. Scully. It's easy to make a lifelong commitment when you think you're going to be dead in six months. He feels sick to his stomach. A dense, roiling feeling in the pit of his gut. Scully, no. That wasn't it at all. That was never what it was. And this. Now. The doll and staying here with me. It's not real. None of it is real. Her breath comes in shallow pants. He grips her shoulders and feels her flinch, but he doesn't let go. He dips low so that his lips brush her ear. It's real. It's all real. She sucks in a deep, shuddering breath and shakes her head. No, this is you feeling guilty. Her voice is thick with tears. Scully, please. Why did you agree to helping me, Mulder? He is quiet a moment, his fingers tensing along her collarbone his thumbs kneading the wings of her scapula. I did it because your happiness was the most important thing to me. And now? Nothing's changed. She trembles and sighs. You did it out of pity, then. That's not what I said, Scully. I think it is, she murmurs, seeming to find her resolve. And I think you should go. Scully, come on. I appreciate what you're trying to do. I really do. But but I can't just let you play pretend to spare my feelings. She turns, shucking his hands off of her shoulders. Her chin dimples and quivers as her heavy eyes roam his face. I'm giving you the easy out here, she sighs, talking at his chest. He reaches out and cups her face. His hands are warm and it makes her skin buzz to feel him like this. I don't want an easy out. I don't want out at all. God, I was... I was just so happy to have you back. So happy to have a second chance with you. And you... Just... Aren't. Wait. His hands drop. I'm not what makes you happy. The chase is what makes you happy. Her eyes have locked onto his, and he knows he's caught. Little in this world brings him as much joy as a hot lead. He'd all but pushed her out of the way to get to the next big thing. To get out to that fucking oil rig. Barely recovered from the abruption, she'd gone slicing and dicing for him. Always for him. Even when I could follow you anywhere, I couldn't be enough for you. And now? I can't follow you anymore. Not enough? Scully, what are you- I don't want this to be an ultimatum. That's not what this is. I just- She's babbling now. Not even looking at him. Scully, will you slow down and listen? I have to put this baby first, and I can't- Scully, keep hoping that you'll choose us over- Scully, this quest, it'll eat us all alive. I can't- Dana, he thunders. She looks up, wide-eyed. Using her Christian name is something akin to a slap across the face, judging by the look she's giving him. He holds her shoulders, his stomach so close to her belly that he can feel the heat radiating from it. I have gone to the ends of the earth for you. Literally. Out of guilt, Mulder. Self-flagellation. I thought it was... I thought that you... Her voice catches and a soft sob escapes. You never said it back. Never once did you say it back. I... I almost lost everything looking for you, and you've never even said it back. I'm sorry. I should have. I should have told you every chance I got. You said it yourself. We just work together. Now, we don't even do that. She pushes past him and shuffles to the living room. Scully, just stop and listen, would ya? he pleads, as she is walking to the door. Mulder, I have been listening. You don't want this. Us. You've said it a dozen different ways. I just now heard it, was all. That's not what I was saying. I promise you. But Jesus, Scully, if I profess my undying love right now, you'd never believe it. Her hand is on the doorknob, and she is ready to usher him out. More than ready. So let me show you, Scully. We'll start small, he says, as he approaches. He pauses in front of her, and gently reaches out to touch her belly. Mulder, this baby will be here soon. Very soon. I don't have time for incrementalism. When's your next doctor's appointment, he asks quietly, his fingers dancing gently along the upper swell of her belly. Her eyes narrow suspiciously. Tomorrow morning, before work. I'll come get you. We can get breakfast first. He leans down and presses his lips against her cheekbone, warm and soft. She gasps softly and her heart flutters. He lets himself out before she can argue with him. He sits with his hands clasped tightly. The exam room is small, and female anatomy diagrams hang on the walls. Someone has taped a slip of paper over the depiction of the vulva. He finds that a little laughable, and wonders whose delicate sensibilities found it so objectionable. You're still working? Dr. Speak asks, her tone somewhere between shock and dismay. Her bare feet dangle, heels bumping up against the metal exam table. A scratchy sheet is draped over her lap. She twists a bit of the threadbare exam gown between her thumb and forefinger. Not in the field. Just autopsies and desk work, she replies softly. Dana, an autopsy keeps you on your feet for hours on end. You need to take it easy. Your blood pressure has been steadily ticking up and you've dropped two pounds in the last week. Mulder looks at her and her chin drops to her chest. You need to stop working. Doctor Speak says firmly. Well, I can notify HR and finish out the week, she offers. No, Dana. You need to go home and relax. Today. She looks pointedly at Mulder. He nods solemnly. Message received. Scully purses her lips and bites the inside of her cheek. Dana, the fact that you've made it this far is a miracle. This is serious. Okay, then. Today she says simply. Good then. Let's take a listen, huh? Scully nods. Mulder's eyes widen as he watches her lie back on the table. His chair against the wall suddenly feels a little too intimate. I haven't earned this, he thinks. The doctor pushes the gown up and palpates her belly with the pads of her fingers. She deposits a glob of gel and presses the Doppler probe against the skin near her gunshot scar. An almost mechanical, repetitive sound bounces off of the walls. Waka 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 She feels a little flood of relief, regardless of how much she feels the baby move. There's always a brief moment of panic until she can hear the heartbeat. 150 beats per minute! Sounds great, she remarks. Any contractions? she asks, as she moves to Scully's feet. Scully, clearly having done this before, raises her knees and plants her feet on the table. The tissue paper under her crinkles a little bit. She clears her throat and focuses her gaze on a water stain on the ceiling tile. Mulder follows suit and looks up. Dana? Contractions? The doctor repeats. Uh, some. There's a little wince in her voice. Mulder isn't looking at the ceiling anymore. He's looking at his partner, who was in a hospital bed not three weeks ago. Some? Cramping? Bleeding? No, no, nothing like that. Baby's head is low, 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 her voice dropping a little with each low. Yeah, I noticed, Scully chuffs. You're about 80% effaced. I'd say dilated to two, nearly three. Wow, she half-breathes. Mulder is ping-ponging between the two of them, trying to decipher the whole exchange. Better get that hospital bag packed, the doctor says, looking again at Mulder. His turn now. Wow. Dana, I'm serious about work, and if you start contracting, just go in. Don't try to tough it out at home, she says, as she sheds her gloves and quickly scribbles a note on the chart. You're concerned about another abruption? Scully asks, as she sits back up. I am, but with proper care and monitoring, I think you can avoid a C-section. You've got to take it easy. She looks at Mulder as if he might be able to enforce this edict. He thinks maybe this doctor doesn't know Scully at all. I'll see you in a week. Call me if you need anything, she says, as she breezes to the door. And pack that bag, she calls on her way out. She's looking at him with eyes like saucers. You okay? he asks. I'm fine. You don't seem fine. I just want to get out of here, she says, as she eases off of the exam table. He stands and hands her the stack of her neatly folded clothes. So, home then? He asks, as he noses the car away from the curb. No. Work, she says simply. Scully. She cuts him off, the irritation present in her voice. I need to go talk to HR. I need to get my things. You can talk to HR on the phone, and your things will be there when you go back. There is silence. She's picking at the cuticle on her thumb and nearly staring through the floorboard. He realizes that she isn't going to say anything, and drives in silence. He glances over when they reach a stoplight. She's simultaneously close enough to touch and light years away. There will be no further discussion, he knows. Just drop me off at the Hoover Building. I'll catch a cab home, she murmurs. I'll take you. I'll wait, he says firmly. She looks at the window and rests her palm atop her belly. She shifts and lets out a slow breath. Fine. When they arrive, she gets out without a word and shuffles across the parking garage away from him. A half hour later, he's leaning on the hood of the car and working his way through a bag of sunflower seeds. He hears the elevator ding and the scuffing of her heels on the concrete. They used to click, a staccato rhythm through the halls. So much is unfamiliar now. She's looking at nothing in particular as she meanders back to him. A box placed on her hip. He holds out his hands and she passes it to him without a glance, let alone a word. He peers into the box as he sets it in the back seat. A Scully family picture, a couple science journals, A sordid bric-a-brac. Eight years in that office, and she barely had enough there to fill one box. He could have filled a U-Haul with all his detritus. They set out for her apartment when her phone chirps. Hello? She sighs. He's always loved that her hello was just a little muddled. Oh. No, it's okay, Mom. I can go on my own. I'll be fine. Really. Okay. Feel better. Yeah, call me tomorrow. She slips her phone back in her pocket and looks out the window again. Go where on your own? he asks. Huh? Where was your mom going to go with you? he asks as he navigates through a throng of slower-than-average cars. Oh, um, it's nothing. I'll just cancel it. Cancel what? She looks over, her eyebrow arched imperiously. My mom was going to be my labor coach for a birthing class today, but she's sick, so... I'll go with you, he says, like it is the most natural conclusion. She looks momentarily stunned. You want to go with me to a birthing class? She asks, deeply incredulous. You can't go without a coach. You want to be my coach? Yeah, sure, why not? He asks as he glances her way. She clearly has no idea what to say. Her mouth bobs momentarily. Well, first of all, there's going to be a video of a berth. Second, the person who attends with me would be expected to be my labor coach. She pauses and lets that sink in. When I'm in labor, Mulder, you'd be signing up to be the one who stands there and watches. I hope I'd be doing more than watching, Scully, he replies. You're going to need your back rubbed and someone to bring you ice chips and hold your hand and... He pauses when he sees the way she's looking at him like she can't believe what he's saying. And, well, someone has to cut the cord, right? You're saying you want that someone to be you? They ease to a stop in front of her building, and he puts the car in park. He turns so that he is facing her more directly. Her brow is crinkled, and she looks like she might be on the verge of tears. That's what I'm saying, Scully. I'm all in. She watches him like she's waiting for a shoe to drop. He proffers a toothy grin and grabs her hand. A little smile tugs at the corner of her mouth. Okay then. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.